Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are live in Las Vegas, and we are having a great day and a great day planned in Vegas. We're going to be doing the Keep Smiling movement here in Vegas and complete the Vegas edition. So we have all kinds of authors, speakers, and influencers coming into AJ Studio to get their beautiful smile captured, and we're going to turn it around into a book and hopefully get that out this summer. And then we have some friends in Reno that we just met in uh, Success GPS, and we are going to bring them on the show real quickly. Andre, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's a beautiful day here in Vegas, and we had a lovely time uh, taking some great pictures of great people all over the place in Reno and Lake Tahoe, so it was fabulous, wasn't it? It was. Special thanks to Jennifer Baker for the insight and taking the action to really be a powerful one person and bring all these amazing speakers and leaders together. And, you know, what I love so much is that all these speakers, they're very lighthearted, but I got so much value uh, just listening to them. And uh, on the eight-hour drive from uh, Reno to Vegas, I was just going through all the things I learned, and I'm, I'm applying like several of them. For instance, I got up this morning, I drank water and walked down the driveway and halfway down the block, and that was Paul Blanchard's recommendation to get your mindset in your morning um, the way it should be so you can have a more powerful day. So that was that was pretty cool. So let's uh, bring Danny on. Danny had a, a remarkable story, and we're eager to have him share that on Amplified's first segment. Yeah, Mara, thanks for having me on board. Again, to your, well, your comment about Paul Go ahead. Andrea is going to give you a, a, a resounding uh, bio so that the people are leaning in just a little bit more when they hear you speak, all right? Fantastic. <laughs> well, this uh, Danny Heinzen is a dear friend of mine. Uh, he was diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor the day after he graduated college in May of 99, and he's going to be sharing that information because a lot of his whole life, his whole story changed because of that moment. And now he's doing uh, just such specific talented things as far as bringing in people in the world and and creating this life of celebration for other people because cancer allowed him to open up his life to run Ironmans and triathlons and then to start a scholarship fund for young adult cancer survivors called My Hometown Heroes. He's written a book. He's got national awards. He has done such talented things that I couldn't be more excited about him being here with us. Please welcome my lovely friend, Danny Heinsen. Now, Danny, go into that insight you were about to share. Go into that insight you were about to share about Paul. Yeah, well, um, you know, one of the uh, the sound bites that Paul mentioned at the conference is that that the morning makes the day. Um, I believe that the morning really kind of sets the tone for everything that that you do. And if you're if you're conscious and clear minded, uh, when you when you begin the day, everything kind of tends to fall in place. Where if, if you wake up with no agenda, um, it's it's really hard to to maintain focus and clarity and and that fortitude. Exactly. And uh, I like the second part of that, To for the morning to make your day, your day makes your life. And so one can't happen without the other. And I also love the fact that he really put a lot of attention, obviously, on uh, the, the big four, which uh, breathing was one of them, getting the water in and hydrating and having your mindset really correct. And so Paul was what it was a, an amazing gift that Jennifer brought to that event. And both of his talks were just uh, 
ones you would want to hear. And I hope that Jennifer is going to give us those links soon so we can share this show and have those links actually show the value of Success GPS. Well, I did want to uh, give you an opportunity to share your story, obviously, Danny. And I just got your book recently, so I will admit this will be a, a nice read while I'm flying back to D.C. So why don't you share for the audience what happened and what resulted as a, uh, as a result of that? Yeah, absolutely. We'll just kind of um, parlay off of what Andrea said about the cancer diagnosis being life-changing. You know, you go through life and you have all these set plans and expectations on how things should be but then you get sideswiped and all of a sudden the game has changed, the rules are different. And um, so I'll just take it back. Uh, a week before I graduated college, uh, I had you know I had plans to backpack Europe with my best friends. I was going to be an electrical engineer and move to Colorado or Arizona where I'd start my career as a engineer and a weekend warrior and, a, and an, an eligible bachelor. But a week before I graduated, I woke up with a headache, just, I don't know, kind of like a migraine and you know, when you're 23 years old, you you're kind of in the mindset that, you know, you're somewhat indestructible and, you know, kind of blew it over and thinking, you know, I'll be fine the next day. But every single day following, the headaches just persisted and persisted. And uh, Tuesday night, I'm running the base paths in a softball game. It just felt like a, as if a river rock was pounding into my skull. So I'm supposed to be on a plane to Bilbao, Spain the following Tuesday. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get a couple of pinions. Um, just kind of see what's going on. And I'm, I'm basically told what, um, what a lot of people would hear. You know, it's probably anxiety, stress of finals, and you're uh, excited to go to Europe. Here's a couple prescriptions. Call us back. You know the routine. Uh, Saturday was the best I felt all week. Sunday graduated. Monday morning, uh, day before I'm supposed to be on the plane. Headaches are worse than ever. My dad takes me to the ER. Two and a half hours of testing. Meet my dad back in the waiting room, and he stands up and he says, it doesn't look like you're going to Europe. The doctors think you have a tumor. So from that moment on, it was just like, holy cow, all right? <laughs> um, you know, you, you take in these, these moments, and it's just like shock. You don't really know how to respond. Um, but I, I quickly realized that, uh, you know, the, the zest to life really comes out of, you know, through our community and, and through our friends and through the finer things because we go through life, and it's like, um, you know, you might take these things for granted, I mean, not, not consciously, but um, you realize that the most important things are your friends and your family who are going to get you through that. So, um, you know, three craniotomies, I uh, had massive seizure complications, I had to relearn how to tie my shoes, I had, to, I had speech therapy, I had to relearn how to talk, um, I had to relearn how to type on a keyboard, so on and so forth. Um, and then on top of it all, come to find out that what was remaining in my, my head was a uh, a form of cancer called primary central nervous system lymphoma, which has a five-year median survival rate. So throw that on top of there, and then followed by 23 rounds of chemotherapy uh, for an entire year going to Portland, Oregon. Finish up with chemotherapy, and what they don't teach you, uh, I guess, when and I think this is a major gap in, in, our, in our society as a whole, um, when you mess with a grand noodle in any time of PTSD situation, uh, typically what happens is, is you get treated, you know, for whatever, if you're coming back from, you know, from, from war or whatever, if you're coming back from disease, but there really is no reintegration process back into society. Um, but but uh, thankfully, there are amazing nonprofits out there that are able to address that. 
and, and the, but the gap is so so big all the way across the board that um, you know you can only do so much. Um, and what my one of the key takeaways, you know, going through this entire depression and PTSD was um, really coming to the realization that my original plans to go to Europe and everything, um, you know, it would have been great to come full circle to to achieve that that goal. But I had so much going on in my life that um, I was doubting myself, and and um, it came to my realization that if I'm going to move forward with my life, I need to learn to let go of my past. And sometimes, you know, when you, when the process of becoming resilient is, yes, you do have to, you have to adapt. And then you have to accept what's really happened. And only when you accept is when you can truly let go and move forward. And when I let go of that aspiration to go to Europe, the entire universe expanded for me. And um, I ended up meeting the owner of a startup company who really put me on my track to success in the professional sports and corporate sponsorship industry. Um, I connected with the cycling coach for team and training, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, who coached me on a 72-mile bike ride around Lake Tahoe one year after my last chemo treatment. And that was really the, the moment of rapture for me because, as I mentioned during my presentation at the Success GPS Summit, um, you know, when, when Lance Armstrong finish his first tour after testicular cancer, he says to the media, if you ever have a second chance in life to do anything, you have to go all the way. So that mm-hmm. was my mission. Um, I, I made it my, my mission to participate in the team and training the following year to raise all the money. And um, just so happened they picked me up as to be the honorary keynote speaker for the event. And that, that for me, that was like the closure for my for my from that episode of my cancer journey to where I felt I could actually move forward with, with my life. I had to let go of one thing in order to let others, other things come into my life. And um, as I had mentioned before, having that uh, open, open mindset and not holding on to something in the past allowed for this amazing opportunity with the startup company. And I um, didn't have any experience in sales at the time, but I was, I was determined to make a name for myself and, um, next thing you know, I'm working with the New York Yankees and GoPro, Under Armour, Nike, the biggest names in the business. So and how did that happen? Yeah. How did that happen? It happens through through getting connected with the right people and really listening to what the industry is saying to you and you know, learning what people care about the most about their business and being able to address those things. And do it in a way that that nobody else is doing it. So there are a lot of people that get that bad news or they have that jolt in life that it it wasn't fair. What would you say to those people? Because uh, I think Dean the other day said it pretty cool when he did a little live interview on me going to Vegas. He said, you choose to win or whine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what, I mean, what I pushed think, you around that? Well... For me, it was obviously the the community is what helps uplift you out of those dark times. And um, you always, I would say, the, the key message is that no, and no matter what circumstance you are in, whether it's extraordinarily, extraordinarily amazing or the worst news you've ever heard, the one thing that uh, nobody can take away from you is your power to choose. 
Exactly. You can either be a victim of what had happened to you, or you could choose to accept what happened, okay, and then you figure out, okay, that's, what do we do next to move forward? And part of what happened to you is actually a learning lesson. It's, it's a challenge, definitely, but it's, it's where you actually decide whether you want to have a purpose-driven life and you want to make a, an impact in the world or, as you said, let the world uh, see you as a victim. I, uh, I, how many years has it been since you got the news that you had a brain tumor? Well, May of 1999 when it was when I was first diagnosed, and then my last treatment was actually um, July of 2000. So I'll be celebrating my 18th year of remission from brain cancer uh, this July. I would imagine that this experience, not that I've had anything close to it, reminds us how precious life is, and that's another way of choosing to be a champion and winning and, and having a purpose-driven life. And I will say that when I met you for the first time, your energy, it, it, it comes off as a person that actually really, it, uh, it embraces every minute as important. I appreciate that, Ken. That's very flattering. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I loved seeing your energy on the stage, and I know that what you're doing uh, um, when you speak is you're inspiring people that no matter where you are in life, you have choices, and you can choose to actually really make a huge difference, be a leader, and that's what I, that's why I wanted you on the show as soon as possible. I, I wanted to talk to you about your book also, so h- how can people get the book, and you have for a reason, and that's kind of an obvious title, but talk to, talk to the audience about why you chose that title and what the book will be about. Yeah, it, it was funny because I, I was struggling to determine what the title of the book was going to be when I decided I was going to publish a book. And then I'm on the phone with one of my best friends, and then, you know, he's all, all these things happen to you for a reason. And I'm like, that's it. We're going to call it for a reason because life has lessons to teach you along the way. You know, I was diagnosed with brain cancer. Um, you know, what did I learn? Um, and there's a, there a gentleman I connected with in Vegas last year, and he was kind of bringing this home with me as well. It's like, this, this, is, this is your ticket, man. Um, you know, you, you want to deal with the biggest name in, in sports. What did you learn? You lost a deal with, with such and such. What did you learn? So um, rather, you know, back, back to the, um, you know, having a choice of being a victim or being a champion, it's, it's really about taking, extracting the marrow about those lessons in life. And that's what people are going to value, whether it's to get through tough times in their life or to uh, apply it to their business. Um, you know, what, what did you learn out of the tough times that's going to be applicable for, for others to, to cope and to, to move forward and to amplify their, their brand? Well, I, I have the book in front of me, and I, I look at the cover, and I see the joy that you have in your eyes. And talk about that moment uh, that the cover picture shows. Oh my God! Well, so you know, you know, Ironman triathlons a it's a hundred and forty point six mile day, <laughs> so two point four mile swim, one hundred and twelve miles on the bike, and then twenty six point two mile marathon. And when I came out of uh, transition two, which is um, going to bike to run, I ran out of transition, and there was seven hours and forty one minutes had elapsed. And never in my wildest dreams would I ever finish. Uh, an Ironman in less than 12 hours, let alone my first one. But knowing that I still had over four hours to complete the race, I just, I didn't, I wasn't attached to any sort of outcome. But, um, you know, I had actually had negative 20 second splits on that last half. And then 
I don't know, I, this, this amazing surge of energy just overcame me the last mile and a half or so because when you're coming down the home stretch in that shoot for an Ironman, you see more and more people and they're just going crazy for everybody that, that crosses the finish line. And uh, I, I, I saw the clock. It was still day. There was still plenty of daylight out there. And uh, I, I just, I surged across the finish line and just had this, I honestly felt that I could probably do another 10 miles. That's how amazing I felt after that race. And then, uh, you know, that was that, you know, I, I hugged my, my mom, found my mom in the crowd and, and hugged her. And um, it was, you know, just letting it sink in. But where the, where the crazy energy came from was a couple of days later as we were driving back from Penticton back to, um, back to Spokane. And I just had this, this crazy vision of my future, like what I just accomplished is going to, is going to open up so many doors to, to help so many people. And just the, the purest form of, of joy and elation was like really the couple of days that came after the Ironman. I guess it, my body needed a little bit of time to, to recover and then process the information. But um, yeah, it was definitely took me to another level. Well, I have two uh, questions that if you can just answer them a little quicker. First of all, the uh, if you hadn't had brain cancer, do you think you would have chosen to write a book and do a triathlon? Was that where you thought you were heading or would have been heading? Um, I've, I've felt I've always been on a, on a spiritual journey. I, that's not to say that I wouldn't have written one, but you know, that was such a massive shift in my life. And it was a story that people said that you needed that needed to be told. Um, I don't know. You just don't know what. Yeah, you what don't. Kind of you hard don't. life is going to deal deal deal. Yeah. So, have you heard of a gentleman or James Lawrence? James Lawrence. Yes. I kind of sound vaguely familiar, but I can't. I wouldn't be able to pinpoint it. Well, I'd like to connect you with him. He uh, set two Guinness World Records for most triathlons in a year. And the other one I don't recall at this moment, but he did do something that was unheard of and still almost unbelievable, but he did do it. He did a 50-50-50. He did 50 triathlons in 50 states in 50 days. And I was part of, I was part of the witness of seeing it on social media, and it was live feed. So he did the whole thing live feed. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that he did it. But um, <clears throat> he sounds like a great connection for you. And I, uh, it came to me by looking at the cover and you talking about the triathlon. This would be an on-the-air connection that I can make after the, the show. I want to ask you about your book real quick. You have – I mean, it's, it's a very big book. It's, it's, it's a good uh, couple hundred pages. Wow, 300 pages. And you're selling it for a very reasonable price, fifteen ninety-nine. Did you self-publish this? I did self-publish it, yep. And that was – <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that my first book signing was okay. Okay, I got the book out there, but I had no marketing strategy whatsoever <laughs> behind the book. Um, so it's available now. If you make a thirty dollars donation to my hometown heroes, right, and just sign copy. Cool. Well, I know after the show that you know just re- just receiving the book and seeing what we have here uh, that I, I just am so committed to helping you get your message out there. It's a, it's an important message. I wanted to since. Andrea is such a close friend to you. I want to give her an opportunity to not only ask a question, but to kind of finish this segment off with you. Go ahead, Andrea. 
Uh, well, what you may not uh, know, Ken, and, and the rest of the people listening is uh, Danny uh, called me on stage at GPS Success and uh, acknowledged me for being uh, one of the people who was there when he's gotten different awards and for encouraging him to write the book um, in the beginning in the first place, which I, I knew that I had told him that, but I didn't realize that I was um, a major catalyst that that really made that happen. So I want to thank Danny for that very much. And Danny, would you share the story um, about the National Sports Forum and the award that you received there? It's so beautiful. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, so the uh, one of the partnerships that I formed in the beginning of my career into the sports and entertainment world was with a conference called the National Sports Forum. It's the industry's largest cross-gathering of sports business professionals across the NFL, the NBA, NASCAR, so on and so forth, as well as a lot of the, the, the key marketing agencies that act- activate their uh, the various brands that participate in these events. And funny story is like, probably about um, three months before the book came out, I uh, reached out to my friend Bonner, who was the, the gentleman who created this amazing foundation to help kids with disabilities from all around the world. And I gave him a call and he said, you know, my book, my book's coming up. The national, the national sports forum was a big part of my success. And I talk about the national sports forum, you know, what, what can I do to get some sort of plug? And I, I didn't care what it was. I just wanted some promotion for the book. And uh, lo and behold, they had actually planned this award called the One Man Foundation uh, Award, which is someone in the sports industry who goes above their nine-to-five job to make a difference in the community. And I was the unanimous choice for this award. So the sports forum comes, National Sports Forum comes around, and I have no one's telling me anything. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of write it off and just do what I do at these events. And the last. The last couple hours of the event, they had the, they always have the Budweiser Gala, and they had the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks was a keynote at the time, and Bonner uh, gets on, on stage next and talk, talks about all the things that his foundation has done, and then so and he's all yeah. So this year we created an, an award for the Owen Foundation, and Bonner was the very few people who got advanced copies of my book, and he had he had read it long before I knew he was going to make this announcement. And he started talking about this war, and then he starts reading this passage from my book. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sitting next to, like, these executives from the Oakland A's and the Milwaukee Brewers, and I'm just like, oh, geez. Um, you know, I would have written a speech if I knew it was coming, but I had no idea, and I knew I was going to be put on the spot, and I had to get up and, and give, a, give a presentation. And um, it, was, it, I, it, was like, it was so surreal. I, I couldn't believe that, that what was happening to, what was happening, and then, you know, I got all kinds of attention. I was training for another Ironman to raise more money for the foundation, so that was a, a big, big boost. And you know, I got a call from the Baltimore Ravens to go speak at their partnership summit a couple months, a uh, couple months later. When was um, that? When was that? I beg your pardon. When was that, Danny? I mean, I'm, I'm a Baltimore Raven. I'm in Baltimore. That's what I'm asking. Oh, that was in uh, that was in 2014. Okay. Cool. At the uh, at the castle. Nice. <laughs> Which is the, the corp- yeah the corporate offices of the Ravens. Yeah, it opened up Danny's whole world. It was amazing. It was the best experience to be there and see it happen. Well, we have to go to break pretty soon, but uh, I wanted uh, people to know how they can get the book in Danny and how they can follow you. Yeah. Well, the foundation. If uh, if you want a copy of the book, like I said, I'll 
give you an autographed copy. Um, $30 donation. Go to myhometownheroes.org, myhometownheroes.org. And um, I'm in the middle of a, a brand overhaul right now, but if, um, if you want to learn a little bit more about what I do in terms of speaking and coaching, check out resiliencehappens.com. And we're going to help you with that brand overhaul. Why don't you uh, uh, take a second to just share how much Jennifer Baker made a difference this uh, last event? Oh, my God. Well, I, I heard about the event last year, and I was like, I think this is something I like to be a part of. But um, it was, I think, I think I was just too busy or, or whatever. But then uh, I actually connected with Jennifer on a deeper level when I was invited to speak at the, the Win Breakfast back in mm-hmm. October. And um, that's when we really started to connect. And then she reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'd really like to have you speak at our event. And, oh, my God, just... The, the platform that Jennifer has created is, is, is mind-boggling. The, the influencers that attend this event are at the top of their game. And, and one of the cool, the cool things about the event is every, all these like high-profile speakers and thought leaders are like super, super accessible. You know, they're, 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 there's no ego what's involved whatsoever. And this is, this is, a, this is a product of, of Jennifer's vision and uh, I, I can't say enough about, you know, what she has created here um, for, for people who are trying to get to the next level in their business and then, and then also, also for me. So I'm definitely going to be giving a, more of a shout-out to, to Jennifer her later this week when I get caught up with things. But, yeah. Very um, good. Yeah, Jennifer Baker's amazing. Well, Danny, you've been Amplified. It was a pleasure having you on the show. This is Ken Rashawn with Amplified with co-host Andrea Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to Amplified. What a, an exciting first segment with Danny Heinsohn. Uh, he had to share his For a Reason book and his story and also... These two people we met at Success GPS, and it just goes to show you when you actually think about removing yourself from your comfort zone and stepping out, getting on a plane, 
and meeting people that can change your life, that your life will actually be changed. I do want to give a little shout out to Gregory Hammond. Gregory Hammond just had his event in D.C. I was sorry to have missed it, but it was a choice of going to support Jennifer Baker and supporting Gregory. And uh, I, I just couldn't do both at the same time. So Gregory just had his Global Jam for Peace where he had about 750 cities singing a peace song to remind people about how important it is to have music in their life and to really have gratitude for peace and love. So good job, Gregory, on that. So, Andrea, let's bring our next guest on. Can you please do the bio? Absolutely. A survivor of cancer, Tamara Hunter has a passion that no one should ever face cancer alone. Now, as the executive director and co-founder of a nonprofit to support this mission, Chemo Buddies for Life was developed. This wonderful nonprofit corporation out of California really helps people connect with each other so they have a buddy with them for life that helps give them the inspiration to make it through and overcome their challenges. Tamara's energy and passion can motivate those who are dealing with the issues on their gen- on their medical journey in the workplace, in their personal life, and their personal relationships. Her life's been tough, but she has the capacity to know that this is a new normal and a new life where she can use social media and the world to build these buddies for life for everyone. Please welcome Tamara Hunter to the show. Welcome, Tamara. Hello. Hello, Ken. Hi, Andrea. It's nice to be here with both of you. Hello, Danny. I loved hearing your story. So we all, thanks, we all came together at Success GPS, thanks to Jennifer Baker. So let's, first of all, to do a segue from what uh, Danny shared, how has Jennifer Baker impacted your life? Oh, my. Um, you know, I met Jennifer Baker not long ago in Southern California. My my attitude is to just show up. I When I have an opportunity to go somewhere, and given, you know, the opportunity my, that I have right now to be living, and uh, I just take that and, and get in my car and go. And it was one of those situations. It was a very last-minute um, invite. I, I showed up in Orange County, and it just so happened that two days in a row, Jennifer and I sat next to each other. We started visiting. Well, at, it was, we were just about to break for lunch, and all of a sudden, this arm comes and grabs me. I mean, literally, she picks me up out of my chair, and she's like, come with me. Come with me right now. So I'm like, okay, let's go. My attitude. So we go, and we go, and we sit there uh, at a lunch and had an opportunity to really get to know each other. And from there, I just felt like she was, she, she was, she's one of my best, you know, one of my best buddies. I'm really into buddies, and she's, she's one. And then she introduced me to, I met Susan that day. I actually met Paul Blanchard that day. It was, and an incredible, and, and Allison, who was supposed to be at the Success GPS. Um, and it, it, what this has done, going and showing up at a last minute, has opened up my world, thus the world that, uh, the community that um, I am dedicated to, and that is the community of buddies. And so she, uh, the skills and, and the, the, the knowledge and the uh, just the wealth and the giving of these individuals that we were so blessed to be with this last weekend. Oh, my gosh. It, it, you know, and what did they all say? They all said similar things to what you just shared, Ken, and that is that, you know, Jennifer called, I'm going to be there. And why? Right. 
What is it right. about Jennifer? She just has that heart to give. Well, she has the vision, and she's like a Steve Jobs as a conductor for events because she's able to actually figure out what instruments need to play at that event for it to be that peaceful, that loving. And you know what? Your chemo for buddies, it's like, for us, it's success for buddies. And I was driving with AJ Pueden and Andrea back to Las Vegas, a nice little eight-hour tour through uh, Nevada. Wow. It was so incredible. (laughs) And we went deep into the conversations of what do we get out of that event. And one of the things I got out of the event is that I want to memorialize it. I want it to be a message that I can hear over and over again. It's not that other events aren't important because every event that you go to, there's something you can get out of it, especially if you choose to. But this event was at a spiritual high, a loving high. And I talked to AJ and Andrea about one of the first things I want to do this week is call Season and Jennifer and say, what can we capture from each of those presentations that we turn into a book that each one of us can say, this is a book that actually was a part of where I am right now in my life. This is what I got out of an event that if I hadn't gone there, I would have missed all this. And this is all the treasures. These are gold nuggets. This is what I can give to you, sell you, bring to you, and have you experience it yourself. And so I've never had quite that level of an experience at an event where I think the eight-hour drive helped go deep and have time to think. Because not everyone leaves an event and says, let me take eight hours to, quote-unquote, meditate and figure out what I got out of the event and how I'm going to apply it to life. A lot of people go right back into life, and thus they don't get to apply a lot of the golden gold gems they get so I, I really appreciated the people that she picked and with that said what would you like to talk about next <laughs> <laughs> well you know i'd like to add to what you were saying and that is you know I, I the way she set it up in that the very first uh of, you know day that i actually got to meet both you and and andrea where we were up here at lake tahoe and she created uh uh and I almost didn't go on the boat because I am severely allergic to the sun. And you were so generous. Both of you were so generous with your time. And, and here I am with this old fashioned lady's hat, you know, and my big umbrella that's the umbrella of multiple, multiple rainbow colors. And you know, everybody <laughs> else is in their shorts and their bathing suits. And, and, but, the thing about it is that she, you know, I said, you know, maybe I shouldn't go because I didn't see the 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 sail up yet. And she, she again, what did she do? She grabbed my arm just like she did that very first day I met her. She said, Tamara, no, you're coming. Don't trust me. Just trust me. You know, it'll be fine. And sure enough, I mean, the sail was enough shape for me. But the thing about it was that the individuals that she picked, just everything you shared, they. They saw this this woman that was in you know a shirt all the way down to you know her her tip of her fingers basically up you know to her head the you know the neck and 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 all of this and made me feel so welcome and that's huge because you know I grew up allergic to the sun in Southern California not a fun mm. thing and in you know back in the day when everybody would pair baby lotion on you know oil I mean you know and I felt like the odd duck out back in those days and and what uh, you know the the people that she brought you know, and and the fact that these speakers some of them international and the draws that they have and and they they you know they spent time with us you know i felt lucky to be amongst the group you know <laughs> um i just you know I, I was pinching myself the whole time so that's what i had to add Ken. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Well, I wanted to 
obviously talk about some of the nuggets you got out of the weekend so that we can give some uh, the audience a little taste of what they what they would have received. Absolutely, I would love to. You know, I I want to uh, also shout out to Paul Blanchard because when he explained what it is that they are doing with with his organization and how they how they actually got right to the book that isn't it um oh uh, Osmond I, I don't well, know uh, if I can say it correctly. That, got it. There you go. Ogmendino. And and his book and they got rights originally for the movie and then they they went ahead and what worked with his what his widow to be able to to continue his his message and and self evaluations and kind of being able to go forward in your life with a real you know purpose and a um, and, and with a direction and I didn't quite understand all of that I didn't I did not know about this book I did not know about this this organization except for I had heard a little bit when when um, Jennifer and Paul had met that first evening and how why it was so impactful for. Jennifer, because she had read the book when she was a teenager, and it actually changed the focus of her life. And and now I'll tell you, I one of the things I walked away with was number one, I'm going to get to know that book. I'm going to get to know, and I took the self evaluation already. I want to figure out what that meant because at the end of of the prepared speeches and and or the the speech period, um, you, Paul got up to kind of help close up. The, the summit, and he had someone come from the audience that had taken that evaluation and walked us through how that could actually have some, um, you know, help to bring some awareness of what maybe is happening at a diff- deeper level within someone that we we may know it's there, but we may not be totally, you know, willing to look at it or deal with it or even aware that it's maybe directing us one way or another in in our daily life. And then I I got actually tools actual physical tools that because I love the fact that you know especially with amplified what you do here on the radio station um, on voice America I, I I am you know I am a re-entry into the workforce uh, and I re-entered starting a nonprofit which I had ne- I had started businesses before but they had always been for profit and I came in uh, at a period of time where I you know let's just face it you know, I had three choices of, of TV channels, maybe five, because we had a UHF kind of an extra bonus boost. Um, you know, and that was big time. We were living large on our street. And, and now, you know, we live in social media heaven where, you know, you have the Twitters and you have the Instagrams, you have the Facebooks, you have all of it, right? And, and I actually, I got a bigger TV so that I could put the YouTube on while I was trying to learn all this stuff as I'm starting my social media nonprofit because that's where the need was. You know, I went out there and did some, you know, some research and wow, okay, that's where the need is. That's where I'll go. Now I got to learn. So the tools that I walked away with, you know, being able to text um, with, with the program that, um, that Doug was sharing and, um, uh, and then being able, and, and then uh, hearing from, of course, you, Aaron Young, Alex Stern, I mean, uh, you know, one of the creators of Constant Contact, and to hear that, how that was done, it gave me a lot of reassurance. You know, hey, he started in, a, in, in an attic. I started in my kitchen. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm in, <laughs> I'm in good company. <laughs> so, um, cool. yeah, I took a ton of notes. I, I have follow up. I am signed up for this, you know, to, to learn more. And I can't even wait to see what's going to happen in the next 30 days. I, you know, I, I know my buddy community is going to really be excited. I mean, they were excited when I said that, that, Hey, you know, I'm going to be doing some radio here soon. And, and they were like, woohoo. Tell me more. Cool. You know? so they, we, we have a very dedicated group that just is just so willing because when you have a lot of people that feel shut in and isolated and we're getting them out of that isolation and we are bringing them, even though they may not be able to, if you will, leave the house because of certain, they may be in treatment, they may be, you know, um, their immunities may be down and they, and they need to be careful and so that they can get through this, this period in their life. It's, it's so exciting to be able to go out there and represent them and say, hey, I've got new stuff. I've got new skills. We're going to learn together. So. Um, I'm, I'm just so excited. Well, let's talk about buddies for a second. I know I always go to a book and look at the dedication. I saw that Danny Heinsohn, uh, first dedication is to his loving memory of his dad, Ted Heinsohn, and then to his mom, who's always there to make things better, Kimberly. And so your, your chemo buddies for life is actually really say, stating the same thing Danny did in his book is how important it is to have someone that's there for you. And someone that loves you, and someone that won't uh, won't let you down. So, share share with uh, the audience how your chemo buddy for life actually helped save your life. Okay, I, I will. Um, I was diagnosed. I am not as far out as Danny is. I plan to be at some point in time, but I was diagnosed in September of 2014, and my first day of chemotherapy was December the 10th, 2000. And on that day, I'm such a Girl Scout, Ken. Oh, my gosh. You know, I bought a book, and I had the list, and, and I, I, I brought everything with me because I wanted to be prepared. That's what you do, right, as a scout. Right. You be prepared, right? Well, I felt like I took half my house with me. <laughs> Seriously. And, and so they put me over in the corner. And so I had room for all my stuff. Well, I wasn't prepared. There was no way of preparing me for this. Uh, what happened was I, uh, they, they started me off a lot of times. For those of you that don't know, you, you get all these, these wonderful steroids, not, um, and you're like, you're just going a mile a minute right before you go. And then they, you know, it's really high and then you go on a real, they give you a bunch of Benadryl because they're trying to avoid the side effects that chemotherapy typically gave, at least, you know, right off the bat. So I was given a huge dose uh, because I had told them that I had a lot of allergy issues going into this. We were really concerned because if there's going to be an allergy, I'll probably have it. They were aware. So they gave me such a large dose of Benadryl, I fell asleep. And I was curled up in a ball. And thank goodness someone noticed that I was turning bright red, bright red. And it was my chemo buddy's daughter. She came over and she tried to wake me up. And, and I'm hearing this voice and I, it's like I'm going through a fog and I'm going towards that voice. But I couldn't open my eyes. And she's, are you okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate on the voice and I'm realizing my face was on fire literally felt like it was on fire. My throat was closing up. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't talk. 
I'm thinking, I'm not so okay right now. And the, the, you know, the nurses were right there. The doctor was right there. Thank goodness. I just have the best of care, truly. But the fact that she, she saw it, she went over and woke me up, and then they stopped everything. I had an opportunity to start visiting once I started getting my voice back um, from all the countermeasures. And um, found out that uh, the 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 woman that ended up becoming my chemo buddy, Martha, um, she lived. Uh, we start comparing notes. We were an hour and a half away in another county. She lived five minutes away from me. Her daughter literally over the hill. She's now moved, but she lived literally over the hill from me. I, and and um, so many. Um, similarities well she is funnier than she's really funny let's just put it that way she is originally from cuba she was in the the flights the freedom flights back in the day back in the 60s and um she i tell people that she is a combination of lucy and and ricky and she calls herself a hot mess and truly there's a little of that going on she's really funny well um we we uh, got through that day. They started putting me on a slow drip. We The way our chemotherapy worked is every three weeks we went in, and we were both on the same protocols because we had a, a rarer form of breast cancer. And so, oddly enough, we both had the same thing. She was three weeks ahead of me. We had four bags of each one of us did two chemotherapy, two immunotherapies. And the and what what happened was we started creating this ruckus in the chemotherapy room and they, the nurses loved it. So they would put us together. And later we found out that they started, well, they started nicknaming us and we knew one of our nicknames and that was double trouble. Here they come, <laughs> double trouble. And then, um, then we didn't know until later we were also called the party bus. And, um, but they kept saying, we want to bottle you. We want to bottle you. And, um, Martha thought she was in trouble, so she started bringing pink um, earplugs for everybody. Didn't want it, earplugs. We're gonna we get in trouble here. <laughs> and um, but uh, we we ended up going through a year and a half of treatments. I had a year. She had a year and a half um, because of the fact that when we had our surgeries, both of us had double mastectomies. We had our chemotherapy first because of how aggressive our cancer was. And, um, and then um, after six rounds of chemotherapy, she was three weeks ahead of me. She had her surgery, and she was found to still have some, some um, cancerous cells in her lymph nodes. And so she had to do a year and a half of one of our treatments, one of our protocols, and she had to do radiation. I didn't. We also went through um, a number of surgeries between the two of us, and we were there for each other through it all. We That's awesome. we, we did it all together. And three and a half years later, um, chemo buddies for life. Well, uh, Andrea wanted to make a comment, and then we want to go to rapid fire, so you both get an opportunity to share some things that are important for our audience to know and experience, and even recommend to apply to their life. So, Andrea, did you want to say something real quick? 
Yeah, one of the things that I got most out of Tamara speaking on stage at GPS is uh, chemo's, uh, Chemo Buddies for Life. They really have developed from the story that she told and shared with us today a whole kind of like match.com for people who are going through chemo and through a cancer diagnosis on how they can meet different people. They follow HIPAA lines. They have an anonymous way of meeting and getting together. And this is this whole collaboration to give people a buddy for life no matter where they're at in the world and, and whether they're isolated or in some kind of, you know, a Perfect. sequestered area. So thank you. You're welcome. And uh, when Danny gave you that accolade in the room and you said, I don't know if you remember, Ken. Well, I would remember very well because I was the one who came outside the event and said, get off that phone call. You are being called on stage by Danny himself to share how important you are. So I was very aware of that moment. But I do want to say we had only a couple minutes left. So we're going to uh, do rapid fire, which means how quick can you ask a question and how quick can you answer it? So we're going to – I'll ask the first question. It'll go to you, Danny, first, then Tamara, second, and you guys just answer quickly. Andrea will ask the next one, and we'll go as quick as we can to get a couple out. So First of all, um, a book that changed your life, Danny? Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Okay, great. Tamara? Uh, well, right now I'm reading Launch, and it is amazing. Let your setbacks awesome. propel you forward. Cool. Andrea? What's your favorite gift you ever received? Danny? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the gift of gratitude. Tamara? Music. A quote you live by, Danny. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Tamara. I have to let it be and climb every mountain. Andrea. Your favorite song to motivate you. Okay, song to motivate you, Danny. Songs that motivate me. I'm sorry. Um, songs that motivate me. Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. All right. Tamara? Lately, it's been We Are the Champions. Awesome. And Danny, how can people follow you? Danny Heinsohn on Twitter. All my social media handles are Danny Heinsohn. And uh, the other one, the fan page on Facebook, what's that? Heroes? Uh, my, my Hometown Heroes. My Hometown Heroes. And Tamara, how can people follow you? Um same with me uh, on social media. I'm Tamara Hunter or Tamara L. Hunter. And uh, our fan page for Chemo Buddies for Life on Facebook is with the number four, and it's www, our website, www.chemobuddies, the number four, life.org. All right. Well, Jennifer Baker, thank you so much for putting this event together so I can meet these extraordinary people. Danny and Tamara, you have been amplified. You are beautiful souls. And uh, I encourage you to bug Jennifer and Season about us putting together a, a co-authored book about the experience and the wisdom that we shared on stage so that we can impact more people. You've been listening to Ken Rashan with Amplified. And Andrea, thank you very much for putting the show together from the Red, Carpet tree, uh, the Red Carpet Connection. And we have Keep Smiling in Vegas and in your hometown. So let us know when we can come to your town and create a Keep Smiling movement. Thank you very much. See you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. 